This is Office Hours with the Practical Prop and Friends with me, Dr. Santo D. Marabella, your workplace advisor and teacher. Hello and welcome to another episode of Office Hours with the Practical Prop and Friends. And today I am particularly positive and um, it's, we'll explain that in a minute, because that's the topic of today's episode. And I'm really happy to have my friend, Dr. Katie P. Desiderio, Associate Professor of Management and Assistant Vice President for Corporate Educational Partnerships at Moravian University. And she's also the Principal of Proximal Development, a Leadership Development Consultancy. So Katie Thank you and welcome. Santo, thank you for having me. I'm just so excited to be here. Well, thanks. And we're, we're chuckling. We're having a little chuckle because this is our take two and this never happens. We never have to re, redo anything. And, and uh, so we did get to the first part of the description, your description, which I'm going to ask you to tell us again. But I was tr- very much practicing it in the last few minutes of waiting for technical uh, difficulties to for us to be able to work through them. So help people understand, um, because I, I, I do think there's a misconception or, or a misperception about positivity in the workplace. You're right, Santo. And, and first of all, I just want to thank you for creating this platform um, to open up dialogue, to gain understanding. Um, but more importantly, I think, you know, to create this space for um, you and I to even uncover, you know, how we view this topic of positivity and and the way that we interact in the world. So um, you asked me to think about my favorite definition or description of positivity. And, um, and I love that because it formed, you know, a space of reflection for me. Um, and really, I think it's about the way that I intentionally choose to interact with the world, right? So when I think about positivity, it's my action orientation. Uh, it's the way that, you know, I mobilize my interactions with the world around me um, and, and beyond that, because I do believe in the ripple effect. And, you know, I believe that even in this forum right here in the space of emotional contagion, so our emotions are contagious. We know from positive psychologist Sean Aker's work that we indirectly impact about 1,000 people every single day, right? So everyone listening to this podcast, you and I interacting with each other, and then everyone that we make a conscious choice to show up in a space. Uh, so, you know, the ripple effect is really, um, and, and I referenced uh, positive psychologist Sean Aker's work, um, you know, he kind of grounds his work in happiness studies um, in this space that, you know, our emotions are contagious. And so when we think about emotional contagion, we indirectly impact about 1000 people every single day. And so everyone listening here, um, the interactions that you and I are having, and then everyone that we interact with following this, right, has an impact. And so I'm very mindful of the way that I choose to impact others. Um, and I'm also mindful about the energy, right, in the way that others impact me. Wow, a thousand people? Yeah, really? We indirectly impact 1,000 people every single day. So if you go to the grocery store 
and interact with the checkout person and then they interact with all of the customers that follow or you go order a coffee and you interact with a barista, right? And then all of the people that they interact with. And you and I know this in the classroom space, right? We interact sure. with our students. And um, so we have to be really mindful of that. Wow. That's very, very interesting and and uh, makes you really want to be a little bit more deliberate about how you're landing with people. I mean, we, we, we know that from our, our you know, our, our knowledge and awareness of emotional intelligence. But to this extent that we really control how we show up and we really, or, or don't, <laughs> as the case may be, that's really, that's really fascinating. It's really yeah. fascinating. And it's our responsibility. You said it's, you know, kind of we make these choices. We make these choices. And you know, Santo, and I know you and I laugh about this, and I think it's something that grounds kind of the core of our friendship that we just get each other, right? We show up very authentically and in mm -hmm. a space that we want to help people be better, right? But also, you know, in our discipline, when we think about leadership, um, we have to model our own leadership brand, right? We own that. We get to author that every day. It's such a cool and dynamic process. And so, you know, this, this space of positivity, and I want to get to optimism, mm -hmm. um, really becomes the undertone that informs my action orientation, right? And, and how that kind of fuels my leadership brand. So, yeah, let, let's step back to that because the, you know, the perspective, if, if I wake up and my perspective before I've done anything is... You know, like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. Oh no, everything's going to be there. It's going to be a bad day, right? You're saying it's just the opposite. We have to be coming from a base of optimism. We do, and in and, and you know this this takes um, mindfulness and exercise, right? So so we have to be, as you mentioned earlier, really deliberate, right, or intentional. And so I started this, you know, quest on this, you know, kind of path of positivity and really thinking about um, using an appreciative inquiry lens to interact with the world. Um, and, it, and it takes practice, right? And habit formation. And in many ways, and this becomes the most difficult things for adult learners is unlearning, right? So how do we unlearn some of the seemingly bad habits that we have that perhaps we take for granted um, and can be negatively impacting us and the people around us? And how do we start to create positive habits very intentionally? And so that's when I wake up, I very mindfully think about three things that I'm grateful for. And so this has been for years and years and years, right? It's the first thing I do. But I also then go right down to my workout space and I start my day with yoga, right? And then working out, right? So I have this exercise of moving myself into this space very consciously. Yeah, that exercise thing. <laughs> you know where I am with that. But the the problem is it's it's not much different. You're right. It's 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 a disciplined approach. Like things don't just happen. I mean, I don't just lose weight if I just, you know, watch a uh, exercise video. I would actually have to do the exercise on the video. Correct. Yeah, yeah, that's the part. Now, like what what do you say to the people that are like, "Oh gosh, here we go. More of this." You know, you and I, you're right. We we do connect on this because we get it. But there are 
there may be colleagues, you know, in business who are like, oh, please, not more of this, you know, touchy-feely stuff. Is this science-backed, science-based, or is it just feel-good management? It sure is. It sure is. And I, and I love that you're asking this question. And I love, too, that we're inviting, you know, everyone to the table. So when we think about, um, you know, being inclusive, this really gets to, I think, deep level diversity, right? And people thinking about the things that we can't necessarily see, but maybe the things that are going through their mind and the way that they're feeling and um, to create a space that we could talk about, um, you know, this topic, right? Positivity and optimism. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of this is grounded in positive psychology, but too, in, in my discipline, so I have a, a doctorate in leadership with a specialization in human resource development. And so the undertone of my discipline is performance through learning. And seemingly in, in seminal works um, by Swanson and Holton's kind of threaded through the human resource development literature, um, we have a visual of a three-legged stool resting mm-hmm. on an ethical carpet, okay? And so the three legs of the stool are economic theory, systems theory, and psychological theory, Okay. Performance optimization is the seed of the stool, right? As I said, resting on on an ethical carpet. That psychological leg of the stool is this. It recognizes the mental and behavioral aspects of humans, right? Every Mm -hmm. organization's most important asset, right? The human beings. (laughs) And how do we create an environment um, that is encouraging, that encourages positive performance outcomes that focuses on strengths that takes an appreciative inquiry and solutions focused approach to the work we do. And it completely flips um, kind of life and the way that you see the world on its head. It's yeah. I'm just thinking about this, this three legged stool and it it makes really good sense, but it's so consistent with what, Management science has learned over the last 70 some years about, you know, who are most important assets in a company or certainly it's people. And we didn't get that the first part of management, uh, first part of, uh, you know, the industrial revolution and everything like that. Yeah. And and I love that you bring that up, Santo, because I think that becomes an important part of the narrative of where we've been. And when we think, you know, post-industrial revolution, moving into even the Hawthorne studies, um, and then, of course, in the human relations movement, we, we recognize that people want to be paid attention to. And, um, and, and we can even, you know, kind of thread in here motivation theory, um, you know, those drivers. But more than anything, it's about the environment that we create. And going back to our intentions, um, mm-hmm. we, we, we have to be intentional about how we show up and, and the impact and implications of our interactions working with and through others. And so for me, I have consciously chosen to exercise this space of living life optimistically, mm-hmm. um, you know, thinking about the solutions and, and finding the silver linings. Um, and it's completely changed my life. So, Okay, and it's just us here. You can you can be really honest. I mean, <laughs> isn't there a day that you just wake up and say, "I don't want to be positive. I just want to be whatever." Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is not 
You know what? One of my favorite movies is um, the Disney movie Inside Out. Okay. And so um, this is spoiler alert. You know, the, no, okay. <laughs> the, the star of the movie is sadness, right? So in that movie, it talks about the emotions in our head, right? Joy, sadness, anger, fear, and disgust, right? Okay. And they're all so cool. And the premise of the movie is that in this little girl's mind, seemingly joy wants to keep all of the other emotions like back, right? And wants the little girl only to feel joy. But okay. what we learn in the movie is that as humans, we need to experience all of those emotions, right? We need to be human, have bad days, experience anger, experience disgust, right? But we have to make a choice of whether we want to live there, right? And so the reason that sadness was the hero of the movie is because it was through the little girl experiencing sad moments that she strengthened relationships, right, to find mm -hmm. joy. And so it was through the strength of, of those relationships, right, that moved her to happier places. And so positivity isn't about you showing up and just being happy all the time, right? right? It's about this journey and this commitment to navigating your way of falling up, right? Learning, growing, and just trying to be better tomorrow. Yeah. We're talking about positivity in the workplace, and this is Office Hours with the Practical Prof and Friends. I'm Santo Di Marabella, and my guest today is Dr. Katie P. DiCiderio, um, who is a dear friend and, and colleague. And, you know, the, the part about this this unrealistic happiness or, or like you, as you, you just said, it's not about kind of <laughs> giving the sense that you're just out, out of touch with reality. I think that's part of what people misinterpret about this, that, that, that we're not connected to reality for being Mr. or Ms. Positive. And you're saying it's absolutely not that. It's actually the opposite. But we're it's just choosing how we, how we handle it. You're, okay, so you're 100%. So we could go back to, and let's let's kind of shed some light on why we were giggling when we came into mm -hmm. uh, the, the room, right? That we were having all of these tech issues, right? We kept getting kicked out of the room. Yep. We were each other. <laughs> Our computers weren't restarting, right? We're like, what, what's happening right now? So there are so many things in the world that we can't control. But what we can control is how we respond to it. And I think that that is the piece that I encourage everyone to really think about how you want to author your responses, because you own that, you control that, that becomes part of your brand. And, and when I kind of moved into understanding the implications of this work, it was actually in my um, corporate experience. When I was working in, in corporate marketing, I was introduced to the book, The Fish Philosophy. Mm -hmm. um, and seemingly my sister was introduced to the book at the same time. And I have to say, you know, I wasn't the most optimistic person at the time when I was introduced to that book. Um, <laughs> right. But the four principles of the fish philosophy are be there, play, make their day, and choose your attitude. And the more that we recognize how we own those four principles and the choices that we have in our interaction with the world, um, the more positive we felt about it, right? Because we were owning and authoring our responses. Right. And so that's what it's about. Um, it's about actively choosing your lens 
and choosing the response that you have to the way that you interact to things that you can't control. Yeah. Oh yes. That's, that's a hot button for me. As you know, being not being able to control the entire process of, or whatever is happening. Like, uh, like you, as, as we've experienced today, but we do have choices. And so, so I guess, you know, you, and you, you truly, truly are one of the most positive persons I know. And the reason I believe it is because I know you're connected to what's real. I know that, you know, you get that, but you have such discipline. I mean, you do that with, with your um, taking care of yourself and your wellness and, and all the things that you do um, athletically. So what, what should people do if they want to start? I mean, yeah, I, I guess breaking it down to small pieces, I mean, it's like I'm, I'm not going to just wake up tomorrow and be optimistic. You're right. And, and, and you mentioned this earlier, it's not like you're going to wake up tomorrow and go, you know, um, PR in your first race or wake up tomorrow and lose five pounds or wake up tomorrow right. fill in the blanks, right? So we often fail in this space as humans in saying, you know, I will be happy when I <laughs> lose 10 pounds, when I get promoted. That's actually wrong, right? It, that that yeah. when never happens. And so it's about being present in where you are, but consciously surrounding yourself with not only readings, right? Increasing your knowledge, skills, and attitudes to this discipline, to the, the, the considerations, right? Of what we can be thinking about, how we could form new habits, right? How we can kind of restart and take control of our lives. And, and as we mentioned earlier, being really intentional in that space, but also Santo and who we surround ourselves with, right? And so that's a space for me that I am very intentional about, right? I probably have hundreds of acquaintances, mm -hmm. but I can count my friends on my fingers. And mm -hmm. so I'm very, very mindful of energy, right? And, and what we give our energy to grows. Um, and so that space of, you know, kind of just taking a stop, look and listen, to the world around you and what the implications are of that, right? It's a great place to start. That, that's good. That's really good advice. I, I, I can hear somebody saying though, yeah, but I can't, I can't choose who I work with. I can't necessarily choose my team or choose my department, but, but I think I'll, I'll jump a bit ahead, but I think what you're going to say is what you just described is how you get recharged so you can handle those people. Because if you're surrounding yourself with good people, the people that are good with good energy that's for you, then you're going to have the strength to overcome or deal with the crazies at the workplace, if that's the case. Yeah. And, and you know what, Santo, you're right, right? You're, I, I interact with positive and negative people, right? All day long. Mm -hmm. I make the choice, though, um, to be the energy in the room, right? Like I want to influence the energy in the room. And so we also have to be really mindful of, you know, others, other people's energy will influence us, right? But how do we stay consciously committed um, to our choice, right, of impacting the energy in the room. Um, and, and we can do that. It's, it's easy to get deflated. It's easy to have bad days. We have to, because we're human, mm -hmm. right? And we could be human together. And you and I have had many 
you know, conversations behind closed doors where we weren't so happy about things that were happening, right? <laughs> right, exactly. We can do these in safe spaces right. um, with people that will listen and listen to understand, right? Um, and, and just let you be, right? Let you have moments where you need to be human, but then how do we progress from there? You know, it's one of the, the, the lessons that I that keeps coming up for me, whether it's through my the column or these uh, these podcasts or interviews with the folks is, you know, we seem to be so preoccupied with positions and titles and, you know, it doesn't matter what your title or position is. You can be positive and optimistic and still have influence and a positive effect on your own career, life, whatever, without having to be the CEO. I love that you said this. And uh, everyone could see my face. I'm smiling so big right now. Um, because this is true to, you know, the space of leadership, right? Leadership is not about position or title. It is about influence. And, and we have the ability to lead from any seat. And so in that space, that's where we can consciously influence, positively influence the people around us. And two, help one another rise, right? So we are better, brighter, stronger, richer together. Mm -hmm. And if we allow a space that we can help one another rise, right, consciously influencing in our interactions, right, we see greater results for the whole. Absolutely. You know, I'm just looking as you're talking, I'm just looking over the questions and we really covered a lot of things. But I guess, I guess what I, I, I'd like to end with is, you know, and give some, I'll give it some thought is that, okay, so how is this really going to impact going forward? I mean, we're coming out of a pandemic, hopefully. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder. Um, but we, we, we're on the right path. But people are really hurting. People are really, even the folks that didn't get, per se, the, the, the virus, are just hurting. And it, it just, you know, we're empathy, empathetic people. And it just, I, I wonder and stutter and stammer to figure out what it is we can do. Um, how can how can this help kind of the recovery or the healing? I mean, I know it can. I know it can. You're right. And and I think the first um, piece of this, and, and you opened with, you know, there's a misperception, right? Or, or people just will innately roll their eyes if they hear positivity because they think it's not real and it's not authentic. And um, and in this space now, right, in a global pandemic, we have to be aware of the positive implications that we can have in giving people hope, right? So remaining confidently hopeful, right? In a space, and that's not ignoring that, that times are tough. That's mm -hmm. not ignoring that you may feel sad or that you're grieving, right? That we have to do that as humans and be human. But how do we have people around us that, that help us have hope, for what will come and what we author in the pages to follow. So, you know, post pandemic, what, what are we authoring, right? We hold the pen. And so how do we really actively and mindfully author those pages in a way that help bring other people along? And I think, you know, too, you're making me think about um, this, for me, this commitment of, you know, enacting confident humility too. Mm -hmm. And that means that sometimes 
you know, I might show up um, being overly positive and that might not work well for someone that I'm connecting with. And for me to react and respond to that in a way that I'm learning, right. And that I'm gaining understanding of others and that, you know, I'm being mindful of the people around me and, and their needs. And so that's something too, is just consciously being aware, right. Always wanting to learn, listening to understand. And then when we fall along the way, right. We choose to fall up. We learn from it. We grow. Yeah. I, I was, uh, hearing Natasha Bedingfield's, uh, unwritten behind when you were saying this that this it's that's a, one of the beautiful things about that song is that it is our story to write and to author and we do get to make those choices that's it's really great what um you know i, I we talked titled this episode are you positive because i really want people to think about that and it's okay if you're not but can but my hope is, and our hope as we're talking here is that you will consider it. You will think about ways that you can become more positive through optimism, and you know that doesn't take away your reality. <laughs> I know that's the, the big fear. <laughs> oh, we're not going to be realistic if we do that. Yeah. Hey, thank you so so much. I I really appreciate this, and I know the l- listeners will will as well because. It's something that we need to be deliberate about, as you said. It's something that we need to practice, as you said. And there are good reasons to, because from what you've described and what others and myself, I can feel, I can feel the difference when we, I make the choices that are going to allow positivity to flourish rather than the other choices. There's a, there's a difference and it makes a difference. It made a difference in how we continued today's uh, episode because, you know, we got through the, the technical difficulties. Yep. That's right. So thank you so much. This is a, um, you've been listening to office hours of the practical prof and friends, my friend, Dr. Katie P. Desiderio from Rabian university and proximal development. Katie, thanks so much. Thanks, Santo, and thanks to everyone for listening. This has been Office Hours with the Practical Profit Friends, a production of Marabella Enterprises. Follow us on Twitter at Practical Prop and Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at The Practical Prop. Copyright 2021, all rights reserved.